0: What is happening, team? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. You know me. I'm your host, Jay Nixon, and you also know what this is. You are right in the middle of the 12 days of gratitude. I decided to bring you 12 episodes in a row, starting on December 13th, ending on Christmas Eve, just to bring some joy, happiness, and most of all, gratitude into your life, My life, the life of the people that I'm bringing on to chat with you, and just the world. We need more gratitude. And the person that you're going to meet today is she's so cool. She's like a I call her my sister. Her name is Kim. Kim is the founder of the One Love Movement. Um, She's based out of San Diego, California. You are in for a treat today. She is one of the most beautiful souls on the planet, and she is just special to me. She makes me feel great every single time I get the opportunity to be around her, talk to her. So I'm excited about today's episode just because I get to be cool and hang out with my buddy Kim. So guys, enjoy the episode and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another one. Kim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jay, buddy. I was just thinking, I was just telling you this, when I decided to do these 12 Days of Gratitude, you were one of the first people that came to my mind and I'm gonna tell you why. You guys don't know this about Kim and I's relationship, but without her, I wouldn't be here today. She saved my life a couple of years ago. Really? So I was like,
1: what? Oh, you're gonna remember- I don't know this, this either, you guys. Going- yes, awesome. you
0: do, you were there. You're gonna remember this very quick. So Kim and I <laughs> had the extreme honor of being um, like Lululemon global ambassadors. And so we both got to go to, this special retreat, I think there was maybe like 150 or 200, I don't know, between 100 and 200 of us there from all over the world, and I might have been the only person there that did not practice yoga on a daily basis. There might have been like three or four of us, but I was definitely one of the weird ones. So we're in this giant ballroom, and the instructor's amazing, and she's got us doing all this yoga, and um, Kim's next to me, but I, I think we had maybe chatted a little bit. Kim's next to me, and then the instructor makes us get into like some kind of like I think she called it the exotic flying squirrel or something that my body's just not capable of. That's, I made that name up guys for all you yoga purists. That's not really <laughs> Um, But we get into this thing and all of a sudden, I'm, I mean, my hips are probably about a, the tightest thing you've ever seen. So Kim luckily loaned me her yoga block, which without, I don't even know that I would have ever gotten out of the, um, the bizarre positions they tried to put us in. And she basically coached me through this entire yoga session of poses and maneuvers and pigeons and all kinds of crazy things. So I just want to say thank you again for for saving my life that day. Could have been way worse. We don't know how that would have turned out. I mean, you laugh. That could
1: have been way worse. We don't know. Well, that was pretty cool too. That we were we just happened to put our mats next to each other. I know. And there had already been people that had wanted us to connect at this at this summit. So yeah,
0: and I didn't even know I didn't know who you were when I when I put my mat by you. We just happened. We got lucky, and um, yeah, and our mats were just there, and then we turned out to be uh, best friends. So it was a, it was a perfect it was a perfect day life. Shows. I know. <laughs> I do. I always tell people I'm like we might be related. I'm not sure. We're gonna get like 23 and me done we're going to figure it out. But the reason I wanted wanted to have you on is because you are um, so amazing. I mean, you do so much for so many people with your, with your one love movement and and just you being who you are as a human. And so when I was thinking about the 12 days of gratitude and like all the people that I'm grateful for, you were definitely on the top of my list. So thank you for saying yes.
1: I'm honored. Thank you. I, am I'm, I'm I'm surprised that I made your top 12. (laughs) Really? No way. (laughs) You you know, a lot of people, Jay.
0: I do know a lot of people, but I love you. Every time I see you, you, we have such a great connection. And like, I mean, we have such a really just bonded energy that, you know, there's more to knowing people and then really knowing people. And I feel like that I have a really cool connection with you. And so I want to share you with everybody who's willing to listen today. And so let's go, to our first question. So this year has undoubtedly been, I mean, we could use any explicit if we want to, right? So we'll just say it's been extremely crazy and extremely chaotic. How have you been able to find gratitude when the external world is, is a dumpster fire for lack of a better term? Have you been able to tap into gratitude?
1: Um, that's a good question. Um normally that would be an ordinary question but in now and times now it's a very big question um i like i'll be my short answer is pancake my dog my long answer is that um it's been a big struggle for me um i normally um feel that it's easy for me to be thankful and to be grateful for things um I would say definitely July and August were landmark um, black holes for me. I was um, depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I um, the only thing that kept me going was pancake, and so I got her in April. She's a COVID puppy for me, and um, and so you know every day I would be grateful. For pancake because she would get me out of the house she would get me out of bed she would get me to hang out at a park with her um and that's what i needed because it's really i live by myself and so it's hard to be in quarantine all alone and a lot of my friends are we're all very conservative we're cautious we're not hanging out with each other and um i mean we are in a distance now but um but it's definitely been hard, but I would say for sure my dog. And then the more and more that I would show up and just realize how grateful I was for Pancake, I it started to have a snowball effect. It started to, or a domino effect is more accurate. It started to domino to where um, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, sitting at the park with Pancake and just be like, wow, like we can do this right now. A lot of people can't, it's too cold. It's there, they've got two feet of snow. Yeah. Um, so I just slowly started to see more things and now I'm just, um, I feel, you know, normal now inside instead of, you know, down in the dumps.
0: I think you said a couple of things that were awesome that I want to expand on. So like using Pancake is almost like the catalyst to to like get you going and keep you moving. So I think for people that may even still feel really stuck or like be struggling to like grasp gratitude, just go, I mean, go super granular, go something that's like so close to you that you can't not be thankful for it. Like that it's just, it's there. And I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Pancake might be one of the cutest names I've ever heard for a dog. And so like, I'm grateful for Pancake and I've never even met him. So let's go, (laughs) we we could start there. And then I think the next step was this, you use that, that, that catalyst that was right there in front of you to then expand your vision and then be at the park and be like, cause Lori and I did the same thing. We would take Rudy on a walk every day. And then I would start to like, I would just start to make these statements and I would be like, you know, about like the sun or the mountains or like the, just, you know, the awesome littleness of things like the color of flowers and like little bitty things that I normally, I might have just overlooked or like taken for granted. And I can tell you now like this was we started this like in March. Now in, in December, I'm still taking those little tiny things with me every day like I'll look at the moon at night and I'll be like, holy shit, that is so cool. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm 46 years old I've been looking at the moon for a long time right but it's like now. I have this like new deep appreciation for like just the stuff like that. So I think what you said was beautiful and in such a way that we all kind of need to get back to is like just go granular and like get super small with it.
1: Yeah. And you know, I love uh, like just to piggyback on top of that. um, I'm also the type of person like you, like just a big visionary and always like got a dream, always seeing this large vision and picture. And if you, if that's your tendency and you're in a pandemic, then naturally I'm going to see the big picture of a, of a pandemic, like, holy right. shit, what's happening to the world. Right. I couldn't pull myself away from the news. I got right. really wrapped up on the election this year and I was just operating on such a, um, like I couldn't come down to like my day. Yeah. And so I had to force myself to, Um, to not think about the big picture of all the impact, because it was, it was making me feel worse. And it was like one thing at a time, but in my bubble. So I had to bring myself down from this big space of the world into like, okay, today, my bubble feels good. This is what I'm going to do to help myself, to help other people. And that really helped too.
0: I, I'm going to use a kind of a sports analogy and this is something I think about like when I used to to play sports and like you'll even see it in like big sporting events or you'll hear people talk about it it's like don't make the game bigger than it has to be and so what happens is we'll use like we'll, we'll use the Super Bowl as an analogy right don't
1: so the make Super... the game bigger than it has to be okay I had to well, yeah
0: it. and I think you'll get this totally it's like the Super Bowl is like the biggest football game in the world of, you know of the year right But if you really look at it from the granular aspect of what it is, it's the same field, it's the same ball, it's the same, you're wearing the same uniform, right? It's the game hasn't changed, but a lot of times what we do is we make the game grandiose. We're like, this is the most important game of the world, of our lives. When in, if we just like brought that down to like such a simplistic level and say, it's just another game, it's just another day, it's just another moment, But like what happens when you got kind of like sucked out into the vortex of like the election and the pandemic and it's like the world's coming to it and the global warming, what about the polar bears? And it's like, and then it just starts to stack upon each other, that game becomes way too big for any one human being to play by themselves. And so that happens to a lot of people. And so my suggestion when that, that goes on and I think Kim will agree with me is like, you've got to find a way to turn down the noise and like come back to like inside you, pancake, the park, sun, flowers, grass, like the, the simplistic stuff brings the game down to like, because if you look at it like that, it's like, well, yeah, it's just another Wednesday. But if I look at it from the big scope of like, whoa, I mean,
1: like this Wednesday just got out of control. That analogy of the Super Bowl is brilliant. I've never heard that before, Betty. It's same game. I mean, it really,
0: this, you're running I the same plays you've
1: been running all year. I mean, so nothing changed. Yeah. Like certain
0: players don't play as well because they, they make, they put so much pressure on
1: it. Right. we the same game, but same all game. of a sudden there's anxiety and there's stress yeah. and yeah. like, that's been heightened.
0: Yeah. So just come granular, like go small, like within, you said it, like come in your own little bubble, your own little ecosystem. And then work out from there. And then if you start to work out from there and you, it starts to get like the water start to get rough, just come back down a little bit. You're not, Yeah. nobody's forcing us to be like way out in the peripheries in, you know, in the danger zones. We get out there on our own sometimes based on like the external stimuli.
1: Yeah. And at the same time, I think there's also danger in being too, too, too granular. Totally. Gran- all the time because then there's no awareness to totally you know systemic racism there's no awareness to um why it's important to wear your mask um so I feel too that like there's like extreme people and like for me I'm trying to find this um this balance in the center without moving too far into like oh my god the world yeah. you know <laughs> well for
0: you it's not it's not about staying granular it's about coming back to that level whenever whenever it gets too chaotic
1: yes exactly. you know what I mean
0: so it's like whenever it gets so noisy that you can't stay at the club anymore and you've got to go it's not about never going back to the club it's about right? go outside for a minute take a few there's the best breaths.
1: analogy
0: <laughs> yeah I mean take a few deep breaths and then, then with- feel a clubber when you're ready to go dance, then you go back into the club. But you can't stay, like, I'll, let's put it this way you can't stay at a rave 24 7, 365. It's just too much for anybody, right? Uh huh. So then you got to leave the rave for a little while. You got to come back down to baseline, take some deep breaths, maybe have some water. You know what I mean? Change clothes, get normal again. And then when you're ready, then you start to like go back out to the thing. So I agree with you 100%. This isn't about like, st- you know, being hermits and living in a bubble and believing that nothing's going on. It's just that when the things get so loud and so noisy that here's how I like to look at it. Whenever you start making like extremely emotional based decisions with no rationality, that's when you need to like maybe come back down a little bit, like just kind of desensitize. Mm. Then you can go back out because we never want to make like irrational, illogical purely emotional based decisions. I mean, I think we've all done that in our past and the results aren't always amazing. Yeah, being too much in reaction. Yeah, the next morning you usually wake up and you're like, well, that was stupid, (laughs) right? And so we wanna avoid those moments and we can avoid those moments by coming back and just getting deep breaths, talking to amazing people, right? So I guarantee you, if you were having one of those heights, and first of all, I don't know why you didn't call me during your black hole days, a little pissed about that, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, offline. you know,
1: I wish I would have. I was just thinking that as well. I actually didn't really call anybody. I right. just kind of- Well, that's what we do. We isolate. Stay to myself.
0: Yeah, so I'm pissed about that. I'll reprimand you off air because I don't want to do it in public um you I'm just kidding but you know I'm always yeah call me I will get you out of a I'll come I'll come fill the hole up there's no black holes
1: yeah yeah I'll bring my show I'm gonna I'm gonna do that next time because it it was definitely not a good space to be in so yeah
0: I don't want you there you don't deserve to be there you got too much awesomeness to be there because there's other people that need you being who you are so no more of that when next time that happens, you call me ASAP they're like buddy yep I'm here (laughs) All right, yeah, next question, for it. <laughs> how, and you kind of answered this a little bit, but so like you went granular pancake park all of those things. How, how are you envisioning now because you said you're kind of like back to like you know you're starting to see the love and the beauty and the, the, the greatness of the world that we do get to experience and live in what's your plan of action to keep that momentum going as we in 2020 and move into 2021.
1: um. My biggest plan of action is not really a plan. It's more, I'm just reminding myself of, It's um, the best way to say it? I guess I'm just remind, reminding myself to be in acceptance. Um, so not acceptance, sometimes to me, I confuse that with um, giving up or mm-hmm. with like, surrendering I also that's another word that sometimes surrender I don't like that word because it I can translate it in my brain to being oh I just give up you know but what I mean by acceptance is that um what I'm realizing is that there's so much about right now that none of us can change Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a lot easier if I just accept the fact that um you know even wearing a mask, like I wear my mask all the time and it's still in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that we have to wear a mask. Like I just, right. that thought is just like, who would have thought we'd ever be in this position? Yeah. And so it's just the idea of like, rather than ruminating on things, just accepting that that's how, that's what we have to do right now to, yeah. to protect each other and to move forward and to really open businesses back up. And, um, And so I'm just working on that in general, like accepting, you know, that, that old saying that still rings true, but accepting the things that you can't change. And, um, and then I'm focusing on the stuff that I can change. Like I can change my attitude. I can change work on my well-being. I can, um, you know, when I want to sit on the couch, I make myself go outside because it's going to make me feel better. And so those are the things I can do right now. So my whole plan is just, um, is just to remain level and, um, and to act out of the space of, um, of love and acceptance. I also, during my two month depression was in a huge, uh, dump zone of comparison where I was looking at everyone else. And I thought that they were all fine. And I was the only person who was having a hard time with this. And that's also what had me not reach out to people because I thought everyone else is fine, but me. So I'm just gonna sit here under my dark cloud and wait for this to pass. Um, But so a lot of my work too, my personal work, as far as like my action plan is to um, just kind of like stay in my um, stay like rejuvenate my purpose and what I know I'm good at and what I'm passionate about and what I'm here for and to stay in my own space. So like, rather than getting into everyone else's lane and thinking, oh, I should be doing this because we're in a pandemic. I should be working 10 times harder because I've got more time. And, you know, rather than falling into that mindset, just really staying in my own purpose, my own lane, my own truth and, um, and not, Uh, spending too much time thinking that I should be doing like this person or that person. So that's really been helpful too.
0: I've got, can I, can I offer a suggestion? Sure. What if you simply change that word acceptance to acknowledgement, then it wouldn't have that connotation around it of like the giving up. Cause you said sometimes you, you, you attach acceptance and giving up, but acknowledgement really doesn't doesn't conjure that wow
1: I love that Jay yeah it doesn't conjure
0: the same thought process of like giving up or like giving in it's just listen I can acknowledge anything I don't have to like it I don't have to love it I can love it but it doesn't really have any like emotional attachment it's just a simple acknowledgement of
1: right oh I love that because you're because I still like do kind of battle with acceptance meaning that I'm giving into something.
0: Yeah. So if you um, just acknowledged it, you're not really saying you're giving in or you're giving up or you're giving yeah. out or anything. You're just, you're saying you're, you're making your, I'm aware of this. I know what it is.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I really absolutely. love that. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. Yeah. Well, and then I saw but what, what you said too. one of my favorite words that I'll share with you. And it's, I'm a word guy. So I like weird <laughs> words. Um, the word equanimity is probably one of my favorite words. And all it really means is neither too high nor too low. So I always tell myself, like, I want to behave with equanimity, meaning like regardless of the situation. But we talked about this before the call, like, you know, am I ever up here or I'm ever way down here? And the answer is no, I'm usually like right here. It's kind of where I always am. And I think it's because I always try to like put myself into that like state of equanimity. So just start thinking about that when you're like, when you're kind of like bouncing back and forth between the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. I love that. And lastly, comparison is the thief of joy. And you don't need to compare yourself to anybody.
1: Yeah, it's totally the thief of joy. 100%. Because
0: you know what happens is we always compare like, we always compare like the what we're going through with somebody else's highlight reel. And it's like, God, they're so amazing yeah they must be so happy when like 30 minutes before you you're seeing what you saw they just got in the biggest thought of their lives or you know right we don't know like we don't know what jokers are doing
1: yeah it's not so true so comparison but, is evil man
0: it's crazy and, evil. Like, and when you said a while ago you were like you felt that in that that like you were like probably in like a state of like self-judgment and you don't want to bring anybody else down because, you know, that's why you didn't reach out to anybody. I think the thing that I would remember if I was you, and this is for everybody, is that the reason that people like me are happy is because of people like you. It's not, it's not, you know, it's it's not, so don't ever feel like, and this is for you and for everybody out there who's listening, don't isolate because your isolation is just, you're taking away the ability for somebody else to connect with you that, you know, is gonna do two things. They may need you and you definitely probably need them in that time frame. And so we're not designed to be isolatory animals. Like we're pack animals. Like, you know, you always have to come back to that same place. That time when we were doing yoga in Vancouver, I would have loved to have been by myself and left the room, but I didn't have that option. And if you hadn't have been there with me, my experience would have changed drastically. You know what I mean? Like I felt so out of place. I felt so, you talk about comparison, like, I, when I say guys that I was probably one of maybe five people that didn't do yoga regularly, I'm not joking. Like most people there could, I mean, we're, they're grabbing feet behind heads and putting themselves in like weird contortion positions. And that's just not me. I don't move like that. And so I was in a room and so it was really easy for me to feel not judged because it was a great room of beautiful people. But when I looked around, I'm like, holy shit, like I suck like this, this is horrible but you were standing right next to me and I never felt that way because you didn't let, your energy didn't let me go to that place of of feeling bad about myself or whatever. I feel like I probably had a better experience than anybody else because I got to connect with another human, even though I wasn't being in, the, I wasn't in my best place or space. And so I hope that story helps somebody kind of move to pass some things too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, um. It's something I think so many of us share in common, but then it's also something that, you know, is, so I look at it as like, oh, it's, I'm just being human, but at the same time, like there's also um, an opportunity to really recognize how much it damages our insides and to move past that like human trait. Cause sometimes I'll say, oh, I'm just being human, but then I'll make it okay because that's a human, characteristic
0: right yeah just because it's something that we all do doesn't mean it's something we all should do you know right so I think it's one of those things where and listen we always get to that place too well I don't want to burden anybody else with how I'm feeling right now
1: oh assure, is that the truth
0: yeah I can assure you that there, there's a there's a group of people in your life that will they'll welcome that conversation and they would love to have that I, I mean obviously you can tell how I, how I feel about you. If you called me during one of those dark hours, like I would have done whatever I could to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure you got a, a, a Rolodex full of people that would have done the same thing. So for anybody listening, don't isolate, come out of it. I think gratitude is one of those things too, where individually it's got, it's powerful, but collectively it has a whole different version of like what strength and power and, and all the amazingnesses that, that we can bring, which is one of the reasons I wanted to bring awesome people like you on to, to chat about the 12 Days of Gratitude. So thank you again for saying yes.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jay, buddy.
0: You're amazing. <laughs> and parting words, my friend, what would you like to tell the beautiful people of the, uh, the podcasting face space internet world of uh, just something to look forward to?
1: Oh gosh. I would say, um, be in the moment. That's another thing that I'm just focusing on is like, right now I'm with you after this, I'll be with, you know, doing this. And so everything right here is what I'm focused on right now, right here in this, in this every minute, in this moment. So um, I I think too, that that comes with age as well. So, You and I are almost the same age. I'm 45. You said you're 46, which I can't believe, by the way. I thought you were like 35. (laughs) Thank you very
0: much. And that she did not get paid for that?
1: (laughs) Nope. This is the first time hearing that. I was like, what? Jeez,
0: yeah. 46 46 in October Yeah you. so with
1: age with the pandemic with so many people you know knowing people that have um, died from covid um it's just been more of a reminder that like we really only have right now yeah. and another thing to be grateful for that we're we're here we're alive we're well and um and just um you know also um in the moment looking around you so not just your your bubble but like yeah all the people that are around you like i was thinking like oh my gosh today like the trash people continue to work the yeah. like so many people continue to do things that benefit us that function for us can you imagine if nobody picked up our trash no um and we don't stop to think that often like wow like through all of this um there's still someone that's getting in the truck every day and going around and picking up all of our really disgusting trash and um and our recycles that are just as dirty and gross as the trash and so um yeah just like new perspectives you know i love that
0: thanks again buddy and guys we're going to leave you with that be in the moment be present be grateful we have If you're listening to this, you've got something to be grateful for. We'll leave it at that. And we'll see you again tomorrow for the next episode. So I love you guys and I'll see you soon. Bye, Kim. Bye, Jay. Thank you.